Hi, welcome to Tech Interviews. Uh, I'm trying to do something a little bit different here at, uh, at the NetApp Insight Conference. So I'm just trying to grab some people as they come out of the general sessions just to get kind of a, an immediate bit of feedback. So I've grabbed uh, two, maybe three such victims if he doesn't wander off. Um, but I've managed to uh, catch up with two guys straight from the session just to get a view of the first general session at Insight and what they thought the, the general messages they heard. So uh, why don't we start off by introducing yourselves. Uh, Jason, you can go first. Hi, Jason Benedicic. I'm uh, from ANS Group in Manchester, the UK. I'm a member of the NetApp A team. You can find me on Twitter at, at JBenedicic. That's more information than I asked for, but thanks. <laughs> and I'm Mark Holton, uh, and I'm part of the NetApp A team. Go on, give us a Twitter All right, thing. And you want a Twitter well. theme. My Twitter feed is uh, at mcarlton1983 and you can get me on my blog at uh, justswitchitononoff.com. Okay, and the man with the most difficult name that we will butcher on a regular basis? Uh, it's Atenas Perzarov. I work for Intrude, and you can find me on Twitter, although you probably don't want to, at pressblabla. Uh, you really can find him on Twitter at that. Okay, guys, so, um, so we've just come out of the first general session. Um, who wants to go first? What was kind of the first takeaway that somebody got from that, Mark? Um, so, my, this is, I want to say, for, I've, I've been looking enough to see this session a couple of times, but I think the, one of the main things out of this session was how data is starting to drive how businesses are taking, uh, making the decisions moving forward, and that's becoming more and more um, uh, apparent as we're talking to, talking to customers, and I think NetApp's now starting to see that message, and they're starting to take that message to that higher level, so bringing in the, the, the guest speaker that they did bring in, and what, um, what he was able to give and... Um, basically give the outcome of what the um, what the industry is showing and how that's ma moving forward I think that making showing that NetApp's on the right track moving forwards yeah Jason same for you yeah so the, the value of the data um, really really hit home in that session and also our responsibility both um, as you know technology professionals and as society um, you know how do we manage that data how much data do we allow um, machines to take over um, so it also rang true to some of the things we were talking about with the dementia and, and the other healthcare things that I spoke to someone from our neck of the woods recently um, at Royal Liverpool and Broadgreen, um, where they're now going into big data analytics that can tell when people are going to fall over and bandages that report when you're bleeding. I mean, it's just a huge, huge opportunity for us to make life better through data. And I think that really hit home in there. Yeah, I think there was a lot of stuff covered around how um, how we use data and, and how we're creative with data and, and the difference that can make. What about you, Tarnas? Was it a similar kind of message for you or, or did you hear something else? Yeah, well, in a nutshell, it was basically, uh, the message was, the matrix has us now. I mean, the data is all, over, all, all around us and we better collect it and get, get I mean, make a better use of it, which also means that it can amass in, in, in enormous amounts and being able to manage enormous amount of data easily and without you know wasting time and effort is probably the, the thing you want to do so, so did you hear anything today that was something that was unexpected maybe something you've not heard before something you've not thought about the drums <laughs> yeah apart from the drums maybe something from stage that was less drummy and less trumpety uh, yeah that actually we probably already have the data we just need to learn how to use it for things other than what we use it today. Yeah, Every, everybody collects data, everybody collects data for whatever reason. We probably need to think about that data we collect and actually see what other 
helpful use it may be put into. Yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the things that stood out for me actually was the idea that data, you know, this, this kind of ability to analyze the data that we know about is interesting. But one of the things that fascinates me is this idea of being able to pick up data and understand things that perhaps we'd never considered. And I thought that, that came out quite Podcast. interestingly. Yeah, uh, and what, what about you, Mark? You know, was, there, was there stuff in there that you'd not really come across? I know you've seen these sessions before, but any, anything kind of new that stood out for you? Um, really, it was it, I think when they did the panel session and hearing from the different customers and how they're using data within those, it's like um, Basket when they when they talked to so Michael when he talked about how data analytics and how they started to use it in the financial industry was back in 1986. So it's clear that the analytics have been used throughout it's just an ever-changing landscape for how much data they can actually mine what they can do with that data and how that's starting to change so it's not just hearing it from a vendor's point of view of what's going on or economy side it's, it's it's good to hear about from the customer to say right okay this is how they're seeing it and this is how it's helping them move forward and and i think that's key to everything that they're doing that that's happening within the industry is listening to the customers and it's it's not something that's just come around it's something that's been evolving over years and for me, it's, I've never really looked at analytics, or I haven't looked at it in my career, and, and it's only in these past few years that I've really got into it, but then you realize you're surrounded by it every day, and how people are analyzing what decisions are made for, for you, and how you're gonna move forward, what decisions are put in front of you, and, how, and, and it's all done by analyzing data. And you don't really think about it until you start seeing or hearing from a customer that's using it. I think uh, myself and Jason, well, I think we were both fascinated by some of the kind of moral dilemma that was introduced into it. So, um, so what kind of stood out for you? And you know, when we talk about moral yeah. dilemma, you know, what do we yeah, mean? So, I mean, uh, for the example that we were talking about is um, self-driving cars, and how how could a car be programmed to choose between uh, two situations: either killing the passenger driver or killing um, a pedestrian, for example? And how how would it make those decisions? But also. How quickly could it access that big data and calculate all the possibilities? So there is access to huge amounts of data, both on social media and private networks, that you know could give information about the, per the person's health. Is the driver fit and healthy? Is the pedestrian healthy? Um, is one of them going to die at some point anyway? How do you weight those people's value? And ultimately, as we were saying, machines are probably going to make that decision a hell of a lot better than we are. It's just how much of that are we willing to accept and put faith in? Um, that was one of the big driving factors, is how much faith are we willing to put yeah. into machine learning and AI. Yeah, and I thought another quite interesting topic that they touched on was the idea that how um, machines are going to be able to manage and, and analyze that data better than we are. Um, and that's regarded, you know, that's not just people working on the factory factory line, this is people who might be a neurosurgeon or, you know, but also the, the kind of the idea that they introduce this thought of, but all that's going to do is change the kind of things that we do, you know. And, and I mean, was, was that something that hit home for you? Did you, yeah. you hear that? Yeah, it did. Um, and so they were, they were talking about the analytics of the brain scans and those parts of things. I mean, that's just going to change the way that normal people do their jobs, um, entrusting more of the kind of tasks that are better suited to the machines to let them do that and free up our time to do things that a machine might not necessarily do or learn, um, more of the intuitive side of things that we can't really, at this point in time at least, teach the machines to do. And Mark, there was some, some interesting research thought that you know, they kind of covered stuff uh, that the um, IDC have done for them. I mean, was there anything that came out of that research that was kind of news to you or was it was all the kind of thing you'd expect to hear? I think, I think a lot of it for me was what you kind of expect to hear, but that's, that's from conversations or what you're seeing in the marketplace and what you're starting to change. Again, I think it was the relevance of being able to tie it back to the messages that we've, we've been hearing. And 
a lot of the time when you, you read these IDC things, you read anything from sort of industry experts, you just think, oh, well, they're talking about things that they want to position or they want to sell or the market they want to grow. But it, it's, it's been able to adapt that back. And as I'm seeing is, it really makes sense what they're saying. It, you are reading what they're, what's happening in there. So it's not really learning something new. For me, my point, it's a case of actually being able to make what they're talking about and what they're writing about and what they're talking about within industry and tangible back to a customer experience or tangible back to something that's actually in real life. It's not just written down on a piece of paper. So, and, and, and I think that was the thing because when IDC was talking, it was good that Michael could back that up and Bill could back that up at the same time. So Bill for how their NetApp's using analytics and what they're moving forward with with the with their uh, Autosport as such with the, the, the Active I, I, IQ. And to look at that to um, start to develop and understand how infrastructure is working or how um, the environments are working so they're constantly learning off each other to be able to prevent anything happening within the, in, uh, within the infrastructures for other customers. And it was, it was like she gave the overview as such and the IDC gave the overview and them two backed it up so you Bill and Michael actually backing up those stories and I think that was key for me because whenever I read these it's it's always a bit and you never know until you've talked to somebody. And so finally for you Atanas, um, because you come from a slightly different background to the rest of us in that you're, you work in a, in a service provider uh, industry so it's the kind of things that they were talking about today is that the kind of thing that you're seeing from a service provider the kind of thing that you're seeing customers demanding whether it's analytics whether it's more storage whether it's just a different way of working well i can talk about how we tackle storage in as a service provider ourselves well, let's just say all our storage admin have to do now or in the near future because we are still in the process to implement that automation is basically add more storage where it's needed Everything else is taken care of by the system, by, by the whole environment we have created itself. So you don't have to tend to it every day. You just watch it. It, it. it knows what to do. It knows where the problem is, where the bottleneck could be. Talk storage after all. And then, you know, remediate that and make, make it happy again. All a storage team does is basically shuffling more capacity here and there and just adding it where they see it. Uh, as you can imagine, this probably couldn't have put it would not have been possible even five years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I think we heard a lot of that, didn't we, today, that this kind of transformation of the way we deliver data and the way we deliver technology is, is kind of key if you're going to change the way that you do business. So quickly to wrap up then, guys, so obviously we're at the start of the week here, but um, is there anything particularly you're looking forward to hearing about this week or, or seeing in all the general sessions or some of the breakouts? I'm not going to give away what they're going to talk about. I've seen it before, just a month ago. But no, I'm not done to talk about it. Wait and see. No, no spoilers from Atanas, no. that's good. Uh, so, Mark, you can feel free to spoil um, anything you're looking forward to seeing. Again, um, there's some of the new announcements that's coming out this week, uh, the general sessions over the next couple of days. There is, um, there's, there's, there's things that they talked about at Insight, which isn't, um, I want to say it's public knowledge around the cloud orchestrator and, and those sorts of tools and how that's moving forward and if that's developed from what we saw a month ago. So there may be more in that story, there may not be more in that story, but we, it's, it's, it's been able to start to make that tangible and what we can what we can move forward with. And I'm, I think that's one of the things, I, I want to see more of what, what NetApp's doing with the cloud providers, how are they working more with that public cloud area. Um, and we've seen the announcement today from the Azure NFS. So it's it, been able to talk to those customers and those partners that are using those technologies and see hearing from them at the same time. So it's going to be a different stories from last month. 
it's now seeing it in our markets, it's seeing what's happening within Europe and how it's actually changing. US is always slightly in front. So how is it adapting over here and what, how, is, how, are, how are people using it or how are customers using it today? And I think really interesting pill of wisdom that, uh, that drops in there about um, how, even though you saw some of this stuff in Vegas just a month ago, mm-hmm. looking at how these things might have changed already and it just shows the kind of speed of innovation that mm-hmm. we're seeing. So what about you, Jason? Any spoilers from you or are yeah. you also keeping cards very close No, to no, I think there's, um, there's a lot of good things to be said about um, just keeping an eye on the continual pivot that NetApp is making. You know, from when I first came to Insight, or when I was first a customer, it was very much a hardware company shipping lots of disk. It moved on then into a software company, and now it's very much a services company. So more of that pivot. Just just keep an eye out on all the different things they're doing. It's not. It's no longer just about disks and and storage. It's more about software and performance and automation and orchestration. The cloud. There's a huge portfolio now, um, and for a company as large as that to move as agile as they do and, and keep up to pace with the market, that's something you should just continue to watch out for. Okay, well guys, well, thanks very much. Hope you've enjoyed your first day and, uh, and have a great insight. Speak to you all soon. Because yeah, you'll all be back on this week. Uh, yes. So <laughs> speak to you later. Thank you.